Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. And David begat Solomon of so, begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah uh-huh. And Solomon began to Roboam, and Asa began Joseph. Now you realize that when he got to Joseph, where Jesus came from, he made it emphatic. David the king. And the Bible says that, and Jesus shall sit upon the throne of his father David. I'm going to show you in another one, genealogy. It didn't end with David. It went all the way back to Adam. There is no Adam in this one. Because Adam is not a king. Are you with me? Yes, now, the next emblem, after the, after the lion, we see what? The calf. Or the ox. Uh-huh. Now, the ox or the calf is found in the west. Ephraim. You remember? Yes. Now, the emblem of Ephraim is calf. You can Google. You can Google all these things. Find out. The emblem of Ephraim is calf or ox. If you were here when I taught the, the offerings, the five offerings, this one comes to mind. The lion represents Christ. The Bible says Jesus. He said, the only, he said who is the, the blessed and only potentate, the king of kings? That's who Jesus is. So Jesus is the king. Okay? Yes. And he's represented by that emblem lion. Because in Revelation chapter 4, chapter 5, yes, chapter 5, but I don't want you to see him. It's, this is a symbolism. For, for you know, this lion, he has no bath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. You see, people like to lose Lion because they see he's the king of the jungle. But nobody knows Jesus as the ox. So you don't use the ox. If you like, go and put this on the stage and say, Jesus. <laughs> they will find your house and come and beat you.
Now, the ox represents the book of Mark. Now, the book of Mark sees or represents Jesus as, as a servant. <laughs> That's how come when they were calling him to save them, they said, Master, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? They spoke to him like a servant. Can you see that now? Yeah. Now, the book of Mark gives you an idea of how God wants servants to behave. He is called a divine servant. Now, when you look into the book of Mark, it has no genealogy. Which means that, you see, Matthew says the genealogy of Jesus, the king. So he's telling you where he had come from. But when you go to the book of Mark, you can check through your Bible, there is no genealogy. Why? Who wants to find where a servant came from? Do you care? Yeah. So nobody cares about where he came from. So the book of Mark never gave genealogy. The Bible describes Jesus as the untiring servant, a laboring worker. Hmm. He has no pedigree. He has no pedigree. And he represents the largest animal to be used for sacrifice in the temple. So when you see the way Jesus was described in Mark according to his death, it's different from Matthew. Matthew will tell you that after he was placed on the cross, they put an inscription, King of the Jews. You don't see that in Mark. Mark represents Jesus as the untiring servant, a divine servant. So you see, if you want to understand how Jesus served his father as a servant, all of us in ministry and workers of church, go to the book of Mark and study the life of Jesus. So you see, the life of Jesus that the Holy Spirit showed in Matthew is different from his life in, but he's the same person. He's the same person. Remember, he is. So Mark speaks of his sacrifice a lot. Because he's the bullock. He's the bullock, the preferred sacrifice. Because he, has, he was meaty and was bloody. So much blood. Remember, the brazen altar on which they sacrificed the animals was cross, four sided, which represents the cardinal point of the nations. And this blood, the Bible says, and they poured the blood all around. The blood from the top to the down and all around that speaks of Jesus' blood, capable of saving men on the top, men down there, whichever category of, whether you are poor, rich, whichever, child or, or father or old, whatever, you know, all around, wherever you belong, the blood of Jesus. But you cannot use Jesus as a pigeon, as a bird, because his blood is not enough to cover everywhere. That is why when the pigeon is killed, we don't divide it into two. It's useless. That one speaks of people who are ignorant about the blood of Jesus. Just like the goat and the sheep. They are so timid. They are not as, you know, tough. So they know that the blood of Jesus has done something for them, yet they are not so close. They don't know what God would do to them. No, they are so timid and fearful. You do this and they are, you know, they are moving away. You see? 
So they see God as, as a stone cold judge who is coming to beat them. Why? They don't appreciate the blood. They don't know what the blood has done for them. Any man who does not know the benefits and the purpose of the blood, they don't appreciate the blood. Obedidom. I taught you about Obedidom. Obedidom appreciated the place of the blood. But the Israelites themselves did not appreciate the place of the blood. So though the ark was with them, they were not blessed. They were, Obedidom was blessed because of the appreciation of the blood. So the book of Mark gives you an idea of the servanthood of Jesus. This animal is used for hard work. He carried your sin. He carried your weight. That is the servanthood of Jesus. And the book of Mark gives you. So when you saw the beast in the midst, in the midst of the father, that was Jesus represented in four ways, in four states, in four behaviors, in four lifestyle. In fact, it was a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure when you go to heaven, you'll be looking out for the four beasts. You might not find them. Because <laughs> the original is there. Now, the third one, from the south. Okay, let's look at the next. Oh, this animal is scary. Move on. But you can see it's very meaty. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so the third beast had the face of a... Now, he had the face of a man. Now, this represents the tribe of Reuben. Okay? Yeah, it's in the south. And their emblem is a man. Hmm. What is it about the man? The book of Luke speaks of Jesus as the son of man. You will see the son of man a lot in the book of Luke. The son of man. The son of man. They even showed you the first, the, look at Luke chapter 1. When he began, the first thing he talked about was the birth of the son of Jesus. <laughs> he said, for as much as Many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are almost surely believed among us. Uh -huh. Even as they delivered them unto us from the, the, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Uh -huh. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order the most excellent Theophilus. What is he trying to say? He's saying that Luke, the apostle, was writing a letter to his best friend, Theophilus. He was writing the account of Jesus as the son of man. And the Holy Ghost breathed onto his letter and he became the gospel. Go on. <laughs> oh, how God can, can, can inherit something by his breath and say it is mine. He wrote a letter. You saw it. A letter to Theophilus. He said, thou, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Let's go. There was in the day of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zachariah of the course of Abia and his wife. And so the story now started from Zachariah. 
Then he goes on to Mary. Then he goes on to, so he's talking about the birth of the man Jesus. That's how Luke began. Now in chapter 2, verse, I think 52, go there. He began to tell you that even Jesus, the son that was born, he began to grow in wisdom and stature. Still focusing on the fact that he was human. And that is important because so that a lot of people don't think that Jesus is fully God. And everything he came to do on earth, he was able to do because he was God. No, sir. The book of Luke tells you that he was 100% man. He said, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in the favor of God and So the book of Luke, you know, shows him as a son of man. Now, when you go to Luke chapter 3, verse 38, Luke also spoke about his genealogy. About his genealogy. Just show me verse 23 and then you go to chapter 38 because of time. Verse 23. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. So who is it? Whose genealogy is talking about? Jesus. Matthew also said about Jesus. So we are looking at Jesus. Mark couldn't talk about the genealogy of Jesus because he's, he described him as a servant. And nobody has time to find out where a servant came from. So here, he began to talk about Jesus. Now, the reason why Jesus was so a man onto the book of Luke, he even mentioned his age. You see, it's not in the Bible for fun. You, you ask yourself, why did he mention his age? Because spirits don't have age. <laughs> if it's a spirit, it must be eternal. Except the spirit on the other side. They are dead. So he began to talk about Jesus. Then in verse 33, he went, he went all the way to Adam. Which was the son of Aminadab? Which was the son of Aram? Which was the son of Esrom? Which was the son of Phares? Which was the son of Judah? Let's go. Which was the son of... In verse 38, let's go. Which was the son of Enos? Which was the son of Seth? Which was the son of Adam? Which was the son of God? So now he, you know, traced Jesus' genealogy all the way beyond David. Beyond David and ended with what? Adam. Because Adam is the first man. All men came from Adam. That's to tell you Jesus was a full man. Amazing. Why is this important? This is important. So you can know that, you see, because he became a man, Hebrews 4.15, because he became a man, he has feelings. He has emotions. So when you get into problems, he knows and he feels it. He can understand. <laughs> that is the humanity of Jesus. Look at it. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So I told you, Jesus is in heaven today, still with the heart of man. Hey, but you saw high priest. Jesus was never a high priest when he was on the earth. 
He only became a high priest when he was raised from the dead. And he said, we have an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. So whatever you go through, he feels it. Which is good for you. So Jesus can feel what you feel. He can feel the pain. So sometimes you think you are in the pain alone. No, sir. Jesus can feel exactly. That is why you don't even need to explain to him. He, he, can, he, can, he understands. That's why he told you in Matthew chapter 6. He says, you know, before you pray, he knows. What are you going to tell him? He can feel your feeling. He has emotions and feelings. He has been through what you've been through. So you see, Jesus is not 100% God, but he was 100% man. Okay. Because of time, let me just go to the, maybe the last, let's see the last one. And the last emblem. And the fourth beast. And I like why he didn't say the last. He said the fourth. It's to bring to mind four. Four. <laughs> oh, I just love the way the Holy Ghost teaches me things. He brings it to me like light. You remember I said last? But he didn't say last. He said four. And yeah, and it's okay. I don't know how he said it, but I just know, knew that he wants, he wants us to focus on four. Because four is important for him. Four is one of God's best numbers. Because it speaks of the cross. It speaks of the personalities of Jesus. It, the faces of Jesus. Uh-huh. It speaks of the foundations on which the, the curtain was. It speaks of the sides, the four sides of the ark of covenant. You see, it speaks, it speaks, it speaks. Hmm. So the last one was the flying eagle. Amazing. Which tribe is this? Dan. From the north. You will love this. You ready for this? The whole book of John has no genealogy. Jesus said, I am from above. Ye are from the earth. John described Jesus as the son of God. He has no beginning. He has no end. Therefore, he has no genealogy. So John began by sharing that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. This is his beginning. He has no genealogy. So you only find genealogy in Matthew and Luke. One representing him as what? A king. One representing him as a servant. Look. In fact, Mark couldn't show because Jesus was presented as a servant. You see, I'm giving you this so that when you go back and you're reading the Bible, you don't say it is contradictory. This one is contradicting this because they are the four faces of Christ, the personalities of Christ that God wants to show you. Jesus as one man, but God wants you to see him in four and learn from him. Just like Ephesians chapter 4. All that, what, what you call five-fold ministry. <laughs> they are not actually five. It's one. It belongs to Christ. <laughs> it belongs to Christ. He gave it to men. And he divided it so you can have a part because you have entered into the realm of fellowship. We share. That is why your gift as a, as a prophet cannot be bigger than a teacher. 
<laughs> because it all comes together to be called the gift of Christ. If you understand this, you humble yourself. For which, whichever area God he has given the gift he has given you. The Bible says, look at it. Look at the verse 10. He gave gifts. He led captivity captive and gave gifts. He descended in the same also. He that descended in the same also ascended up, you know, far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Uh-huh. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some. He gave. He gave. Ah, if he doesn't have, he can't give. You can't give what you don't have. You see this thing that I'm teaching you now? It might sound amazing to you until you go home and study it for it to get into you. You realize that tomorrow you want to share it to somebody and then it's so... Because you don't know it. You'll just be saying, you you remember my voice. (laughs) But I will not be there. Then they will ask you a question. Okay, Matthew, who is his mother? Say, come to my pastor one stop. Don't bring anybody to me. Please. (laughs) So Jesus gave gifts. Oh, he has no genealogy. Now, do you remember the tribe of of Dan? They were the last to follow. Why did he say? He said, for they will protect their rear. Their strength. The strength of God is the gospel. So the book of John was written way after Paul had died. John took the time to study the book, the books of Paul and understood the grace message. So it is only in the book of John you will find, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You will never find it anywhere. You will never find it anywhere that he said that he did not come to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. You see the words of grace. He came to his own. His own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. For we saw his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. For we have all received of his fullness, grace upon grace, favor upon favor, blessings upon blessings, gifts upon gifts. And... (laughs) So you see, this is John. You will never find this in any of the other Gospels. Why? Because it is the last man standing. Can you see that? Yeah. The Gospel of Jesus Christ through the tribe of Dan is the rear. They are protecting everything that had gone. He came as the last. That's how the book of John was written last. To defend the others. So see, if you read Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John on certain matters, and you don't understand, please go to John. He will explain it to you better in the eyes of grace. (laughs) He's the last man standing. And he is the eagle. Because Jesus is the son of God. You see, the eagle is found. Two things are noted of the eagle. His vision And his altitude. You see the eagle? He flies so high. So high in the heavens. He said, I come from above. 
you are, and I'm above all. You are of the earth and you are earthy. So the eagle is not only prophetic. You see, people see the eagle as a prophetic symbolism because of the vision of the eagle. Because the eagle can see very far and wide. That is how, that's, how, that's what grace does. Grace can see far and wide. Grace is wherever you are, you are hiding. Grace can find you. Oh, Mary Magdalene was hiding in a room, but Grace found her. You see, Rahab was a prostitute on the fence of Jericho, but Grace found her in there. Grace finds. Grace has eyes. The grace of God which brings us salvation has appeared to all men. So you see, the eye of the, the two things, the altitude very far from the heavens. When you see the eagle, you speak of heavens. If, you see, an eagle can catch a fox on the earth, but it will never dare to eat it here. It will be in trouble. So it will take it through the altitude where that animal cannot breathe. And it will die automatically. Can you see that? That is where you come from. So anytime you do this, you take every matter to where you come from. Satan can't breathe again. <laughs> Are you with me? Hmm. So what two things are found with the eagle? Sight and altitude. Yeah. Now, the sight speaks of the visions. Yeah. The eye. When you read Bible, you see eye. Eye stands for vision. Oh, in Revelation, the Bible says that, anoint your eyes that ye might see. Huh? Yeah. It also stands for discernment. 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 Now, it is only in the book of John that you see Jesus referring to himself as I am. Why? Because his beginning is not of human. Decent. He is the I am. So before all things he was. How did this story start? <laughs> right in the book of Exodus chapter 3. Moses asked God. He said, what is your name? An angel just held my hand. You know, Jesus loves it when you talk about him. Uh, I know you don't understand what I'm saying, but, but the feeling is good. Yeah. See the way I'm smiling? Because I'm talking about Jesus. Today, I know him more. I know him as the ox. I know him as the eagle. I know him as the face of man. And I know him as the what? The lion. A lot of people only know him as the lion. Yeah. Don't know him as no. The Bible says that grace and peace be multiplied unto you in the knowledge, through the knowledge of what Jesus Christ, of God and of Jesus Christ. Second Peter one one two. So the more we have, you see, you now understand. Tomorrow when you see an eagle, that's why me I don't watch anything. Animal Kingdom. I don't see the ox plenty. I see only buffalo, but it looks like ox. So. But after the lion, I see. And I see how brave the lion is. Okay. If Jesus, look at this revelation. The Holy Spirit just brought to me. If Jesus 
is represented as a lion from the tribe of Judah. Judah is praised. You have no idea how strong your praise is. And you see, the church doesn't like to praise. You like to pray than to praise. But praise, that's Judah. That's the representation of the lion. So when you praise, all the characteristics of lion, how brave. You see? Praise is the king. Praise is king. Praise is king. Praise is king. You don't need revelation. We just learned it. I'm just putting it together for you. What is Judah? Judah means praise. Huh? Praise means <laughs> Judah. And Judah emblem is what? The lion. So as you are praising God, there is an unleashing. Bravery. You see, this is the revelation I'm talking about. So if I know that when I praise, it is also sequel to, to Jesus as the king of kings. You won't stop me from praising. So the day you see me spending one hour praising God, that is why the walls of Jericho were broken by praise. No hand touched it. It was only praise and the wall. You know, according to research and Bible scholars, they said the top of the, of the wall, it was so wide that a car, a saloon car can, can, that is how thick the wall is. Yet God says, don't touch it, only praise. Now, if you never understood the, the place of the trumpet, today you saw it. Didn't he say that when their enemies come around, they should do what? They should just blow the trumpet and the Lord will come. That is why we say God inhabits the praise of his people. And which God inhabits there? Christ. That is why the word praise is Hallel Yah. Hallel Yahweh. Can you see this? <laughs> so you see, people think when you speak in tongues, that's when you're a lion. I don't know where they got the revelation from, but this is true revelation. This is truth. So anytime you're going to have prayer service, we'll use the lion. People won't understand. They'll ask you, is it prayer service or... So you pray like a lion. Praise has an emblem because of where it came from, Judah. And Judah represents Christ as a king. In other words, you can say praise is Matthew. So when I go home today, I'm going to check through the book of Matthew if there are any song in there. I'll find out if there's any praise somewhere. You see, you think praise is only song? It's not. Please, this is my appointment. Don't worry. So the angel said I should go back to Exodus. Now, in Exodus chapter 3 verse 14, the previous verses, Moses asked God, what is your name? And the first name that he introduced was the I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am. 
I am has sent me unto you. Now, I am was his name, but it was not his full name. Okay. It was not his full name. It actually meant who he was in, the, in, 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 in several folds. Okay? Yes, sir. I will explain, don't worry. I will explain with scriptures. The whole book of John speaks of Jesus as the I am and who he, what he came to do in addition to that one. So, Jesus, when he was asked a question whether he had seen Abraham before, in John chapter 8, verse 58, John 8, 58, he said, when Abraham was, I am. Do you remember that? Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Why? Because he has an eternal descent. You see? So, before Abraham was in the past tense, I, 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 I am. No, but that's what you see. Before Abraham was, before Abraham was in the past, I am. Which means I saw his past. I know his past. Because I am. This is what opened up. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International. Contact services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries so many people are listening to prophet daniel jedu's podcast on podbean and many have received testimonies by listening we want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com you were made to from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed